We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, IB Nation? Welcome to another edition of Upon Further Review. And it is a Monday night, not a Sunday night, but that's okay. We just made you wait that much longer for the good stuff that we are about to bring you. Uh, Brian and I have gone over the film. We have we have uh, delved deep into what was on Saturday night. And uh, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly. Let's just put it that way. And a lot to kind of dissect here, Brian. We're, we're going to we're going to talk offense. We're going to talk defense. We're going to kind of give our overall. And then, of course, we will go back and kind of go through the keys to the game. And uh, we will revisit them on uh, on how things went. So, you know, I hate going back and watching film where the team that you are associated with loses. But that is what good coaches do. Because you got to figure out what went wrong and how you can fix it. And, uh, and that is where we're at, Brian. And there were... There were good things, obviously, uh, in this film breakdown, but there were also some things that could have gone a different yeah. way and and could have been better. and And we're gonna we're gonna talk about them. Yeah, it was just one of those games, Vince, where you break it down. A lot of the stuff that you look at, you're like, well, you know what this game came down to? This is two really good football teams that went at each other on Saturday. And Notre Dame's guys made some plays at times. Ohio State's guys made some plays at times. This is not going to be a breakdown. We're like, man, this entire game, they were doing this thing poorly, and and this is what cost them the game and all that. What it came down to it is in the games that mattered, in the moments that mattered, the Ohio State coaches and players didn't do what they needed to do. Because one thing I'm sick of is when people only look at players and say, well, if if DJ Brown does this, they they win the game. I'm like, yeah, that's very true. But let's look at some of these coaching mistakes. But the opposite thing annoys the crap out of me as well. You know, when people point out DJ Brown, people say, you know, it's like, um, uh, you know, hey, look, the, he's got to make that play. Well, the coach has got to put these guys in better position. Uh, I don't know how he much better position how <laughs> Golden could have put him in on that particular right. play. And there's other times like that, too, where it's like you got to step up and make a play. You got to make the right call. You got to step up and make a play. And I get really tired of this, this stuff of like, well, it's all the coaches. Uh, no, it's not. It's the players, too. Oh, the right. players got to play better. Yeah. But they got to coach better too, right. and that's really what Coach Freeman needs to be locked in on with his with his team. Is like, look, we we got to do a better job coaching, and we got to do a better job playing. And 
you know, we'll, we'll dive into a lot of that stuff and, you know, just kind of do a final rehash of the final two plays and, and yeah. get into that as well. But, uh, it was a it was a frustrating game, Vince. Even more frustrating when I broke it down because there were just so many little missed opportunities that we'll sure. kind of get into. That in a game this close can can be the difference between well, winning and losing. And it was and that's what it came down to. I mean, it was the difference between winning and losing, and it was a just a confluence of of events, I guess. You know, throughout the game. If, okay, yes, and and that's how every football game. Let's be honest. It's how every close football game is. It one, you know, if this happened, then this happens. If this happens, then this happened. You can play the ifs and the buts game all you want, yeah. and I and I and I get that. But that's what coaches do. They go back, they look at the yeah. film, they they figure out, okay, you know, where did I mess up yeah. as a coach, right? And, and where what, did we not execute? What, and Vince, that's what great teams need to do. Correct. Yeah, I don't want to hear players all of coach would have done this or coach. No, 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 no. You need to look in the mirror and say, what could you have done? And I don't want to hear coaches saying, well, if this guy would have done this and this guy would have done that, no, 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 no. What could you have done differently to help this football team win? And it's not just about play calls. You know, what could you have done differently during a week of practice? What could you have done differently in preparation? And that's what the great teams do. And we're going to talk more about this as the week goes on because how they react to this game is going to tell us a lot about it. It's going to tell us everything we need to know about this football team. I said that earlier about Duke. It's this next game. You're going to find out a lot about who this team is. We've had, what, eight so far? Eight, so 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. We've have eight. we had eight college football playoffs so far, right, Vince? This will be the ninth. The 14... 15, 16, 17, 21 champions all had a loss during the regular season. Urban Meyer won two national championships during his tenure events, right? He won one of, or two, uh, won three national championships. Excuse yeah, two, me. At Flo- two at Florida, he one at Two at Florida, 06, yeah. 08, and 14. <clears throat> Right. And do you know how many of those national championship teams went undefeated? One? Zero. Zero? Okay. All lost game. They lost to uh, an unranked Virginia Tech team at the beginning of 2014. They lost by 10 in 2006 on the road to Auburn in a game where they got thoroughly outplayed by Auburn. They lost at home to Ole Miss. Good Ole Miss team. Not it's an Ole Miss team that went nine and four. Houston Nut Ole Miss team. In 2008, and you know that's that's kind of how 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 they uh, how how that season went. When you look at Nick Saban's teams, right? Nick Saban has won what seven national titles, right? If I if I'm correct, I think he's won seven national titles. So let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? Uh, he's had two two of those teams went undefeated. The first one in 09, the first one at Bama. Not the first one at LSU. The first one at Bama in 09, they went undefeated. And then the most recent one in 2020, the COVID year, they went undefeated. That's it. So yeah. so the point is, is, is this to say that Notre Dame's going to win a national championship? No, it's no. not. The point is to show that even the best teams have those days where they just weren't the best team that day. But what did they all do? What did every single one of those teams do? And this is the point that I'm making here. They all responded nick saban's first lsu football team that won a national championship lost at home to florida 19 to 7 that was a florida team coached by ron zook that went eight and five ed zonbrecker was their offensive coordinator 
the 2011 Alabama team lost at home in November 9-6 to to LSU. The 2012 Alabama team that smashed Notre Dame lost at home at home to Johnny Manziel in Texas A&M. The 2015 Alabama team lost at home to Ole Miss in 2015. And the 2017 Bama team lost in the last game of the regular season by 12 to Auburn. So the point is not Notre Dame's going to win the title. The point is, A, the season's not over, and if you're ready to quit, that says more about you than it does Notre Dame, right? right? But number two, those teams in every instance that I just referred to, 14 Ohio State, five of Nick Saban, or four, five of Nick Saban's seven national titles, all three of Urban Meyer's national championships, Clemson's second na- or first national championship under Dabble, all of them suffered a loss, but they all bounced back and said not going to happen again right and that Notre Dame needs to do so there's a lot to learn from from this game because the the thing is we're going to point out a lot of things that didn't go right in this game because that's what an upon further review does it's it's taking a critical eye to what just happened when they do well you know we'll do that but when you lost we're going to take a critical eye sure but what, what I would say Vince is Notre Dame did not play a great game they did not play a lights out game execution wise and just and and did everything they could. They just weren't good enough. There's a lot they can do better. And and that's what the takeaway is going to be. Now it's hey players, now go out and do it. Right? It's okay to be criticized. Okay. If you sure. lost the game at Notre Dame, it's okay to take criticism. So you can say, you know what? This is on me. You know, I, I don't want to see former Notre Dame players jumping onto Twitter, getting mad at people to saying DJ Brown should have caught this ball. Because you know what winners do? They get in front and say, they're the ones saying, I should have caught that ball. And if DJ Brown is the young man that I think he is, he's not going to be getting pissed at people for saying that because he should be saying to himself, yeah, I should have caught that ball. I could have I could have made that play for my team. You know, and then next time he gets in that situation and you make that play. That's what he need to and do. And my guess is he is saying that. Yeah, Jared Parker needs to be looking in the mirror and saying, why not? Why is this freaking Driscoll guy criticizing me? He's saying, you know what? Dang, right. I should have made a better call on fourth down. I should have done a better job here. Same without Golden. And if those guys are doing that, this Notre Dame football team is going to bounce back well. If they're not, then they're going to stub their toe again, and that's that's a fact. And so we're going we're going to point out those things tonight. But the fact is, is Vince is the one thing that you learn on playing this film is for all the issues that I had and that we'll have and talk about. This team played their butts off and didn't mm-hmm. play great from an execution standpoint at times, but they played their butts off. The moment was not too big for these kids, in my opinion. Right. I, I now they've just got to learn to finish. And that's what I wrote about last night. And that's what we're going to discuss. A li- that's going to be a little bit thematic of what we do tonight. And then we'll do keys to success revisited. And, and if you guys leave any super chats, we'll we'll, we'll do those as well. So I'm right. ready. I'm ready to get going, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, well, let's jump into the offense, Brian. Um, You know, let's start with the pass game. I, I mean, you know, offensively, there was some things that were good. But there were some things that yeah. were left on the table that could have made it better. How about yeah. that? And, and you know, I've seen a lot of criticism out there. You know, why'd they bring Sam Hartman in if he's not going to take shots? You know, all these different things. And I get it. I understand from a layman's point of view, when you're watching the game, you're not seeing the big plays happen. And you're right. wondering what the heck is going on. And from a stat standpoint, they threw the ball more against Ohio State last year than they did this year. Okay, right. I get that. Where did you see how what did you see from the past game? Let's go, let's just go there. Well <laughs> I just I just laugh when I sometimes when I hear things. Um, I know. Right. So part of the reason that Notre Dame threw the ball more against them last year is because they couldn't run the ball right. on Ohio at State all. last year. At all. Yes, that's right. Correct. And so, um, first uh, of all, right. but but did somebody actually say that they threw the ball last year more than this year? Because they didn't. I, okay, that I had heard some. I yes, I had seen yeah. that someplace. Well, Tyler Buckner only threw eighteen yeah. passes against Ohio State last year. <laughs> now they might have called more pass plays because right. of some scrambles and some and some uh, some sacks, you know. But uh, no, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't throw the ball more this year than they did last year. Uh, but uh, Anyway, let's let's dive into like more serious analysis. Yes. No, I know. I, I just had so to when, when I look at the pass game, Vince, there were there yeah. were just a lot of little things. Number one, in regard to the deep ball, because I was a little frustrated with the deep ball stuff too. And I'll say two things. Number one is I did not I did not think Notre Dame's pass game was overly aggressive. Number one, there were not a lot of deep balls being called. There were not a lot of deep plays being called. Part of that is because Ohio State it was a it was a very heavy zone team in this mm-hmm. game. And they did a lot of things to kind of mix up their looks. I, I thought Notre Dame did take some shots when they did get into some man situations. We saw a shot in the second half of Jaden Thomas in a man situation where, where Sam Hartman very clearly read man free 
and he took the shot. Jaden Thomas has got to do a better job on the route. I'm sorry. He just he just kind of went vertical and then did a the little half, you know what, move and then just went around him. The guy just rode him to the sideline. That's yeah. that's weak effort. Can't right. You that. got because here's the thing quarterbacks got to recognize cover one. The receivers got to recognize cover one as well and realize I just have to win here. I don't have to get certain depth because of you know eating up the safety. There's a the middle of the field is closed. There's one guy high there's nobody in my line of sight there's nobody else can help here i've got to win off the line and i thought that was indicative that play for example was indicative of just the notre dame receivers not doing a good enough job with just really having a sense of urgency coming off the line whether it be speed when they were off coverage or trying to win at the line now i thought one of the best uh rico flores had a decent win at the line but he's got to do a better job using his hands to get off there, but that was a missed opportunity that we'll talk about. Sam Hartman's got to throw that ball further out and give Rico a chance. And they ended up not calling PI on that. And my response to you in the press box was, yeah, yeah, they probably should have, but when the but, ball's that underthrown, they're they're just not yeah. going to call that a lot of times. Right. You throw the ball out there and 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 make him run through Rico a little bit more or be more you know aggressive trying to break that pass up. So that was a missed opportunity. Jaden's got to win at the line. I thought Rico did a decent job winning. The receivers do too much of going like this on inside and just giving, just exposing their ribs and their chest to defensive backs that they've got to do a better job of. They got to be more tight with their hands, be more physical with their hands and stop doing this over the top stuff. And the thing that frustrates me is it'd be one thing if like, okay, we just saw it against Ohio state, but you and I were talking about this after the NC state game as well, Vince, where they were doing these moves and they're trying to like get their hands real high. And then, I would do this with my receivers. Like we would do this. And if they would go like this, I'm just giving them a forearm right yep, in the chest. Exactly. Just exactly. boom. Like, why are you giving me your ribs? Like, stop. Be tight. Punch through. Get your hands down. They just don't have enough hand violence right now. And and that's something that Coach Stuckey's gonna have to work on is they've got to be a lot more physical and violent with their hands. And it's one thing for Tobias Merriweather to not be great at that because he's still kind of skinny and not strong sure. yet. Jaden Thomas at 220 pounds has no excuse to be not being more violent with his hands and right. with his hands. And that's just something that, that, that Jaden does a lot of nice things, but he's got to do a lot better job there. Sam had that missed opportunity with the football uh, that he's got to get out there. There just wasn't a lot of urgency coming off the line when they were playing off. There were times when a receiver was clearly the at running a go route, but he was just sort of a take the top off kind of guy, get the corner out of there because they would come off the line with no urgency. And right. I've said this before, nothing drives me more nuts than that, because what if Sam decides, hey, I got I to gotta cover one here. Let me take, take that shot. You know, and shot. It just, yeah. I just, there was a lot of that kind of stuff. The receivers didn't play poorly. They didn't play well, at, you know, either. Uh, I thought the downfield run blocking also was another issue. It's very inconsistent from the, from the receivers. And that's been, and that's a new, problem like that was yeah. a new problem for they've me. been doing a pretty good job of that i i, I thought overall season, their yeah. downfield blocking has been pretty good and it was lacking agree yeah agree so i i thought that was a that was a mistake vince or that was something that, that concerned me vince uh you know so schematically there's some stuff but honestly you know there was also things they did schematically that worked that that gave you opportunities i mean because again against ohio state sometimes you've just got to go make a play Mm-hmm. quarterbacks just got to get the ball downfield. I mean, look, Kyle McCord made two throws down the field in this game where a guy, Notre Dame guy got beat and recovered. And so they just interfered. And I felt yeah. with a couple better balls, the other really good release was Tobias Merriweather ran a really nice, like kind of like a stutter go move 
and there's corner knew he was beat, which is why he so he immediately just grabs jersey. And and so you'd see him like pulling Tobias back and then you know got got a 15-yard penalty on one right. of their touchdown drives. So, you know, yeah, Tobias didn't make that play, but that good release but he made resulted the play in cut, that yes. corner doing against exactly. Tobias what JD Bertrand and DJ Brown did on the other side of the ball when they were smoked, which is this guy's about to smoke me. I got no safety help. I, I'm grabbing him. Maybe the yeah. refs won't see it, you right. know. And, and and so uh, I thought that was a a good release. But there just needs to be more of that, Vince. And then some other things in the past game too. I thought there was a couple missed opportunities. We yeah. talked about this with some short throws, and 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 there was one particular missed opportunity that that we're going to draw up, which is um, which I just was was a little. I was a little frustrated by, to be honest with you. It was on a, it was on the second touchdown drive. And I'll explain why this matters. Because some people say, well, they still scored, so why does it matter? But Notre Dame went to uh they ran this is the this is the play that Mitchell Evans caught a 25-yard reception. And let me just get the particular down and distance here. So this was a third and ten, and it was play five of the third offensive series second half. So for those of you who like to go back and watch these plays. So basically Notre Dame is running all verts here, Vince, on third and 10. And so you see sort of a two high kind of look here. Uh, Could also just be one high because the way they're lined up here with this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, they could all kind of come down and this guy could stay in the middle of the field. But what happens is, is this guy goes here, this guy starts to drop here, and he's kind of eyeing Tyree. And I, and I felt like I would have loved to have seen Sam Hartman. As soon as he sees this guy going back, I would have loved to have seen Sam Hartman kind of eye him and then come back and throw a rope over the middle of the Tyree. Because what happened, Vince, on that particular play, let's go here. And uh, so it looks like it's not going to take me to that next clip. So here we go. So let me take this to the next clip. Of course not. This is kind of what happened um, post-snap on that particular play. Now, I was very clear to, on this particular play, let me just make sure it's, okay, it's zooming to fit. So I was very clear to make sure that I didn't show what it looked like after Sam Hartman had, like, really released the ball. Because sometimes you'll see a guy coming open, and they're like, whoa, why didn't you throw that ball? And you're like, well, go back and look at where the DB was when the quarterback starts to throw the ball. He was right there, and then he took off towards where the quarterback was throwing the ball. That's why the guy came open. But this is when Sam's about to throw the ball, and you start and you see this mill the field open. Now, this this linebacker here, uh, you'd think, well, he's kind of there, but he had kind of settled in, Vince. He was not still pedaling. He was not going to open up and get underneath that. Sam needs to throw that ball like right out here. This guy has his back turned to the football. This guy is behind Tyree. I would like to see that ball kind of thrown right out here on a rope. Now, again, they ended up getting a 25-yard completion because Sam Hartman threw a gorgeous ball to Mitchell Evans up the seam. But this is just one of those ones where when you're playing a team like Ohio State and something like this comes open and Chris Tyree is there, you, you want to take that chance. You say, well, well, why does it matter? They still scored. Well, they took several more minutes off the clock right. to go down and score. You know, after that play, they ran, ran, defensive holding, ran, 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 touchdown pass. They run several minutes off the clock. Well, after Ohio State goes down and scores to make it 17 to 14, wouldn't you like another 90 seconds to two minutes on the clock? Right. In that situation, just maybe. you know, so it, it those are those things where you look at and just say that there's just some of those those little bit of missed opportunities. So when you talk about the pass game, Vince, 
you know, there, there were some things that, that I would like seen Notre Dame done differently. Uh, some opportunities that hit, but there was also at times, you know, credit to Ohio state. There was a couple of times in Notre Dame tried to try to run some two by two pass concepts and some of their high, low pass concepts and Ohio state would walk up show blitz and then just bail right underneath stuff. So a couple coaching things, Vince, that I would have liked to have seen done a little bit differently is uh, number one, well, three things. Number one, I would have liked to have seen more RPOs in the run game. I thought as, as active as they were getting their safeties, some of those glance routes and stuff behind, I I, I really thought this was the game we were going to see that because we we know that they run it. We have yet to see them actually right. do it in the game. I yeah. thought this was the game they are going to do that. They called very few RPOs in this game. There's some, but very few. And especially in the second half when they were really coming downhill, I thought there were some opportunities to kind of pull and throw behind the safeties. And we just didn't see that as much in this game, Vince. And and uh, and, and so, you know, that's obviously one thing I, I would have liked to have seen a, a little bit more three-by-one pass stuff. I thought that is some areas where they could have gotten Ohio State into some problems, either throwing to the three-by-one or bringing the three-by-one back. Could have created some more opportunities. They were really – there was way too much kind of two-by-two-ish yeah, type of stuff. Balanced. Yeah, where it just – it allowed Ohio State to me to better in their zone sort of get underneath that. And I don't know if maybe Notre Dame wasn't as prepared for Ohio State to do as much zone as they did because they were getting underneath stuff. But I would have liked to seen more sort of flood concepts because those are geared towards attacking zone defenses. Right. Because it's and, you have to, and and the reason that is is because you, in a zone concept, you're making a guy make a decision. It's 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 very similar to an RPO. Whatever he whatever decision he makes, you make him wrong. That's kind of the basis for a flood concept. Generally, you've got three guys in a route concept. You've got two guy, two defenders, and one guy is going to have to choose which one he takes. Therefore, he's wrong, and you throw it to the open guy. I just want to clarify for some people that may not understand what that looks like. Uh, but I agree with you. That is like a flood concept is, is designed to beat zone. It's not designed to beat man to man. It's designed to beat zone. Cause if you're in man to man, you know, there's no decision to be made guys are trailing or they're right there. And so they're, they're not man beaters. Those are zone beaters. And I think that's an important, uh, important thing to point out. You can beat man with it. If you run really good routes, and you have good players and that kind of thing. But, but fair the, enough. The point you're making, no, no, I'm building on your point. Okay. The point you're making is it requires you to like win, yes. you know, a one on one where when you're running that against zone, it's designed to attack certain spots. So it's more of a, right. of a, of a, you know, vertical read. And I thought the way that the, that Notre Dame was able to kind of get their backs, leak their backs out a lot, I thought in this game, Vince. And, and I felt like that would have been a great opportunity for, in my opinion for Notre Dame to kind of get their backs a little bit more involved in the run game with some of those concepts. And, and they did some of it, right? I mean, they did some of it. It's not like they never did it. it I just would have liked to have seen a little bit, a little bit more of it. And there was one, there was one tunnel screen that went good that I'm trying to find it. It now. was to great house. It. Yeah. And... But when was it? I'm trying to find it. I thought it was in the first half because they ran one tunnel early and it got, batted down i thought they read that pretty well on the first was uh, it the 28 drive. yard yeah was to start the second drive start the second series so, yeah, that's so what it, was, it was it was to start 
the last touchdown series, right? Is that the 28? No, it was the uh, it, no, no, that was a seam route. That was actually a really oh, well designed okay. play. They faked tunnel to the I, right and came backside. Gotcha. That was one of my favorite calls of the game, Vince, because they had okay. run tunnel. Yep. Uh, Ohio State had sniffed it out a couple times, they had hit it once. Uh, in that game, Vince. That's right. Thought, it was the it was the first it was the first play of the second drive. I got it right here. Right. It was the yeah. uh, it was a twelve yard gain. It was a twelve yard gain. Yeah, and they. So Great I'm House. trying to find that particular play, and you said it was, and so that was one where they had motioned to three by one, and that just created a little bit more spacing, and it was to the field, and then when you look at the early tunnel that Notre Dame ran, and that was on the second play of the game. I, or the second offensive, third offensive play of the game. That one was a little bit more, uh, that was a, a boundary or a field play, but it was out of a two by one and it was a condensed look. And so, uh, you know, that was one where you felt like, Hey, you, you see that. And then that should have been a tell like, Hey, listen, when we're, when we're in these situations, like when we're creating space, we're able to to do a lot more, in my opinion. So when you actually look at it, it was a it was a little bit longer developing type of screen as opposed to the quick hitter. And I just felt like that was something that would have told me, hey, look, when we when we space them out a little bit, we're creating more lanes to throw into out of that stuff. And I just didn't think they went back to that enough, uh, in my opinion, Vince. And um, and like I said, the RPOs would have would have been nice as well. But uh and then personnel-wise, I thought Rico Flores did a really nice job in the game. Jaden Greathouse did a really nice job in the game. The problem that I saw is for too often is you had Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores, and Jaden Thomas on the field together too much. And okay. just personnel-wise alone, that removes a lot of your deep threat. And that was another thing. That that I thought yeah. was a little problem. Rico got a lot of playing time in this game, and he played well. I mean, it, it, not, no, it's not absolutely. even like none of those guys played well. I thought the freshmen were the two best receivers yes. they had in this game. You know, as far as making plays and and uh, blocking and things like that, it just was more of a. I would have liked to seen a little bit more of a mix and match with, you know, Rico on the field, Tobias, and yeah. Jaden on the and and then, you know. And, and maybe Tyree, Rico and yeah. Tyree on the field together. And then Jaden, you know, so I thought those were all things that I would like seeing a little bit differently, Vince, in, in the sure. past game. But, you know, some of it too was, you know, Ohio State's DBs played well. Their corners especially played well. I yeah. thought there's – that that would be the other thing is I wish I would they would have done more to try to attack their safeties. But I, this is where I'll give Jim Knowles a lot of credit. He didn't put their safeties in a lot of man situations. They were playing – Two, they were playing like off. They were playing over the top. They weren't going to allow Notre Dame to expose their safeties right. with one on ones down the field a whole lot. And they knew that's uh, where their their potential yeah. weakness was in this yeah. defense. Yeah, yeah. And and then it was like, hey, we don't think Notre Dame can protect their quarterback long enough to get some of those shots. Now Notre Dame's pass pro, I thought for the most part was good. Agreed. There was a couple times they had soft pressures. Like there was one time where, oh, I'm trying to remember the play, but Sam Sam could have got a throw off there was a a throw to get off schematically down the field but he couldn't pull the trigger because the the right side of the line had been pushed back a little bit too much and he couldn't step into the throw so there's a couple of those but for the most part I thought the pass pro was solid it wasn't great like there 
just because you don't give up a lot of hits and sacks doesn't mean your pass pro is necessarily great. You know, if you're not giving the quarterback a real comfortable pocket. But I thought right. as the game went on, the pass pro got better and better and better, in my opinion. Like some of the stuff that we saw where it wasn't great was more early. But I thought they settled in. I thought they played it. They were, the pass pro was a lot better. And they didn't do a whole lot of max protection in this game either. There was one. There was one. They did like, a couple. Yeah. There was like they had one where out of 11 personnel where they had the tight end stay in and the running back stay in. There was a a a, a play where uh, I'm trying to think of what the situation was, but um, oh, they they ran at an early pass play at empty, and it was a third down play, and I think it was the third was it the third drive where they ended up um, yeah where they ended up trying to attempt second drive where they mistried, attempted a field goal. Yeah, Ohio State drive. brought a pressure, and I thought the the one of the linemen should have stepped to a different guy. And might have taken a little bit longer, but that was just good scouting by Ohio State. They knew the weakness in the protection, and Notre Dame ran some slower developing routes, and yeah. and uh, they were able to make plays. So there were some times where, down. yeah, there were some times in this game, Vince, where I was like Jared Parker on that particular play had Ohio State's number, and then there was other times where I was like that was a great call by Ohio State, and their players executed it well. So it was a really fun battle back and forth. Yeah. There were some missed opportunities in the game. You saw an Ohio State team that was a lot more disciplined than what we saw last year in the past game, you know, where they weren't turning guys loose a, a ton. And uh, it just required Notre Dame to be more efficient. I, I saw something in the chat, you know, why can't the receivers get open? And I'm like, I can show you seven or eight plays where the Notre Dame receivers are running wide open. Uh, Jaden Greathouse's seam route, wide open. Chris Tyree on the cross route, early second play of the game, wide open. Uh, there were other plays where guys are getting open by a couple steps. You just got to get the ball out, or you got to have time to get the ball out. Or other times where, like, the Reed just never took him there. This Reed was there, and he threw the ball, and it never got there. So, um, you know, th- those are different aspects of it that uh, that I want to see, Vince, from this football team moving forward is I do think there's they've got to find more ways to be aggressive throwing the football against teams that are playing deeper. And, and teams that are playing yeah. good, good yeah. defense in the secondary. I yeah, mean, you ha- yeah, right. Like we didn't see. Like we, there was a couple double post routes that I thought, man, if if Sam would have had another second, that underneath post is coming open. You can fit that sucker over the middle. But I didn't see any stuff with like a backside post with like over, like you know, where you, you maybe bring like like they were doing the high low stuff, Vince, but it's very static. It was like vertical, come in, crossers. Like I wanted to see more stuff that was a little bit more movement. You know, run that backside post and then bring like a, you know, like an over route and a cross where it's just a little bit more depth on that as opposed to the static in, you know, just a quick in high low, which is a, which was allowing Ohio State to kind of play underneath those routes is do more where it's like a crosser from number two out of a three by one. And that, but then have number two more do more of a an, an over concept number, number number three do more of that where they were doing that a couple times they did a route like that it was number two and there was no underneath threat to keep them from getting up underneath this. So there's just a couple things like that where I would like to see Notre Dame just adjust a little bit more uh, to put more, cause that's sort of a backside flood type of thing. Right. So just some of that stuff I thought looking back could have been effective, been an effective adjustment or things. And those are things we know Notre Dame has in their arsenal. They just, they just Seen weren't it. able to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Agreed. Run game wise, Vince. Yeah, um, run game. Yeah, let's talk I mean, a couple missed opportunity overall. Then we'll talk the the one big missed opportunity. And then we'll talk about the final drive. So go ahead and kick things off, Vince. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply you know run game for Notre Dame I think uh you know if, if you're basing it off of last year and what they were not able to do in the run game against Ohio State I thought the run game was pretty darn effective yeah I mean they you know estimate average five yards of carry the other two guys average over seven yards of carry yeah. I mean they there was they were no effective. 50 yard run to pad the stats correct correct the longest was just, run was like 22 22 22 I want to say yeah. uh it was just grinded out good running of the football I thought you know, we we talked about the the interior of the line. We talked about the right side of the line going in. You know, a lot of the stuff. You know, what what is this offensive line going to give Notre Dame? I thought they gave, I thought they gave Ohio State everything that they could handle from a run game standpoint. I I, I do. I think that they ran the ball when they when they wanted slash needed to. Um, you know, they, they got stuffed at times, but you know what? They're playing a really good defense too. You know what I mean? So, uh, but I thought overall, man definitely cannot say that they didn't work hard you know what I mean those guys were 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 coming uh the entire time there were some missed assignments and there was some some things that maybe even scheme wise I didn't like very much um you know but overall I thought the offensive line played well so you got to give the uh resident Ohio State fan a little bit of uh, a, a chuckle here trying to spin the the play of the run defense saying they held the nation's leading rusher to 70 yards and bro he carried the ball 14 times right and uh, uh the Notre Dame running backs as a group ran for 176 yards in the game yeah and uh and and so I mean like Notre Dame Notre Dame ran the ball pretty darn well against Ohio State and they had what uh let's see it's at 11 25 32 34 carries right so now Ohio State did some nice things in the run game, but Notre Dame averaged over five yards a carry and rushed and their backs rushed for 176 yards. What I thought was kind of appropriate when you consider that they only rushed for 76 against Ohio State last year. Right. And in this game, they ran for 176. Yeah. So, you know, to me, I thought the run game was was on point. The run game was yeah. there. And matter of fact, the problem at the end of the game was that they didn't rely enough on the run game. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. They yeah. didn't rely enough on the run game. And that's where Notre Dame, you wanted to see Notre Dame be, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're top three backs, Vince, and, and you know, if you look at it and you look at your top three backs, so Audric had 70, Jeremiah had 57, Jadarian Price had 22. That's 149 from your top two on 25 carries. They averaged six yards a carry, those top three. Uh, the, the number got dragged down a little bit by Jabron Payne because he had a one-yard touchdown run. He was right. kind of their short yardage guy, 
you know, they brought him in on third and three and he churns out three yards, you know, so he was very efficient, even though his yards per carry was down. And, uh, you know, and I thought that was something that was really important in this game as well. You know, I thought they played very well. And so if you look at the top three running backs, because to answer his uh, question, who had uh, more yards per carry, Notre Dame's top three backs went for 5.96 yards per carry. Ohio State's running backs as a whole, like their their top three running backs uh, went for, let's see, 104 plus 13 plus zero equals 117 divided by 21. Uh, That's 5.57 yards per carry. So I don't know how they do math down in Georgia, but here in Indiana, 5.96 is higher than 5.57. So if you wanted to ask me who had the higher yards per carry, um, believe 5.96 is higher than 5.57, I believe. Accurate. Correct me if I'm wrong. Last time I checked. That's what I thought. So, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that run game. And, yeah. and, uh, and there were some missed opportunities in the run game. Too. Yeah, there were. I, I liked what they had. So when you look at the run game, Vince, the 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 plan was clear. Ohio State was geared towards stopping the downhill runs. I thought Notre Dame did a really nice job being prepared for that immediately and having stuff they built into the game plan. The 20 the 21 personnel, they ran uh, 32 personnel yes, at one point in time. Uh, they ran a full house backfield, which got me a little fired up a couple times. <laughs> yes, they, uh, did. they did a nice job getting the backs out of the backfield in other instances, which I thought was good. And and so they did some things that way, but they did a really nice job mixing up the hammer with the speed. Mm-hmm. So we this was the first time we really saw a lot of the thunder and lightning type yes. of things. Yes, it you was a very mean? concerted effort of, to do that as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at it, I thought that was, that helped the run game get going. Right. That, that's something I liked Vince is I thought that it allowed the run game to get going and it's why they averaged six yards a carry with their longest run being 22 yards and their next longest run being 18. Mm -hmm. So it was chunks. It was six. It was seven. It was those type of plays. And the top three backs only had minus one negative yard in the game. None of the back, actually that was the only negative yard none of the running backs had negative so even when they weren't getting a lot of push they were avoiding the negatives and that's something that helped them kind of somewhat stay on on track to not get into a whole lot of third and longs well there were some third and longs but it didn't allow them to get too much into the third and longs and so I thought that was something that I like to see two vents from the run game here's here's the here's the couple things there's some miss there's three things that I just I'm, they're going to haunt me a little bit from this game, run game wise. Number one, the fourth and one play call. I just, I'm going to come back to it again. I didn't like the fourth, fourth and the first fourth and one because I, I didn't mind the pass, but it was very telegraphed. If you go back and watch events, the offensive line's pass setting, like they're catching immediately. So it was very obvious to an Ohio State's linebackers and DBs read it perfectly they read the offensive line kind of stand up and they sat and dropped which I thought was great read and they were all over the Notre Dame play action pass Uh, I wanted to see a little bit more of a downhill really hard run action and then try to throw off of it I thought that was play was a little telegraphed a little bit more and then Sam's just got to do a little bit better job of just getting that ball out you know towards the sticks 
Uh, I still kind of thought he got it. My, my I, whole thing with that particular call, Vince, is whatever they called on the field is what should have stuck with. Because I we talked about that in Ivy Nation Sports Talk because, you know, they should have never reviewed it in the first place. And then even when they did review it, it should have been whatever the call on the field should have stood because there was no evidence that he didn't make it based on the angles that they were showing. I mean, bottom line, there, there was no evidence that he did not get it. Like clear, reviewable evidence that he did not get it. That's my biggest issue with that. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but it was called on the field as a first down. And when they reviewed it, there was nothing on there that said first down. So right. that was my biggest issue with that review. And if they would have called him short on the field, then you I'd leave it that there's, way. There's nothing. It, it's kind of like, it, it takes me back to the Clemson game 2018 when Chase Claypool recovered that fumble near the sideline and they ruled it a recovery. Right. There was nothing in the evidence that should have told you reverse, just like it would have been not enough there if they would have ruled it out of bounds. Right. They, sh- they should have said. There's not enough – it's it's not clear evidence to overturn a call. I've seen a fish – and this isn't just this game. There's way too many replay booths that are willing to overturn a call when it's not clear. Right. And if it's not exactly. – I've always felt this. If you've got to look at a play for more than 20 seconds, it's not clear. You want to shorten games, you have 20 seconds to look at a call. And if it's not it, – it, within 20 seconds, if it's not obvious to you what the call is – then is what the call is right and so to me i whatever that was called but but if it's a better play call then you don't you don't have to put it in the ref's hands in my opinion the second fourth and one was the one that i really just did not like the the first one one was just like okay maybe you should have done a little different action there you know it is what it is the second one going for a, a quarterback sneak on fourth and one and, and it's sort of that look for a place to find a hole as opposed to just getting behind your boys and just root hogging up in there. It wasn't that. And that's why I said, if you want to run a quarterback sneak, then you get in there, let Sam get low. And just root push hog, and Have the go. running back come in there, put red bush push him, all that kind of stuff. But like that particular one, it's Sam's got to make the play. And I'm that's not what you brought Sam Hartman here to do, in my opinion. If it was Deshaun Kaiser, 200, you know, 6'5", 6'4", 240 pounds, okay, cool, a little different deal. It's Brandon Wimbush. You know, 6'1", 220, a little different deal. Malik Zaire, a little different deal. Uh, Dane Christ, 6'5", 235, good at – okay, cool. But that's not what you brought Sam Hartman here to do. And you've got a 230-pound workhorse behind you. And and that was – that leads me to my final thing, Vince, is in, the, in two of the biggest moments of the game, you went away from your workhorse. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it boils down to. But – the, there, there was an even bigger missed opportunity on the play before the fourth and one. This is why I always say it's never just that one play. If you just convert the fourth and one, maybe go down and score, and and then who knows how? To, first of all, we don't know how the game would have played out if Notre Dame would have scored on the first drive of the third quarter. Maybe Ohio State does something different. Maybe, right. Who knows? We don't know. But on the third and two, they ran power. I, I got to go. It was either counter or power. And Ohio State crashed it hard. And Vince, you pointed out to me before the show, they did, JT did a, a – he was very aggressive. When he saw a power oh, counter, yeah. he crashed it hard. And on that play, Rocco did a really nice job of seeing the crash and working around it. And then Mitchell Evans bounced around it, and the safety comes inside of him. And if Audric reads that properly, 
he bounces at Vince, and there's nobody. Nobody. The entire defense was inside nobody that defensive there. end. Yeah. Yeah. So go back and watch the third and two. And then if you want to know what that play should have looked like, go to the, the what was it, the fourth play of the next series, Vince. So second half, it was the fourth play. It's a second and two, fourth play of the next series. They ran the exact same play. Just on the other side. Squeezed inside, and yeah. Jadarian Price read it and bounced it for 15 yards. And so it was like, man, Audric just needed to bet. Now, I understood what he's trying to do. He's thinking third and two. I'm just trying to hammer it up in there and get the first out. I understand that, but you got to read that sucker out, baby. And you got to bounce that thing. And if he bounces that, it's dude, a big, it's a big one. It's a big play. Yeah. And, and so, and you, and, and then now we're not, and this is why I say you can't, you don't ever, I don't care if it's the final play of the game. Football's never about one play. It's never, it's, it's about even the, the illegal pick against Florida State that wasn't an illegal pick or should have been an illegal pick or they should have called holding on Jalen Ramsey, whatever the case may be, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of things before that point in the game that led you to where that shouldn't have mattered, right? And that's kind of how I felt about it. And this was a perfect example because that fourth and one should have never happened if Audric re- – and I wouldn't crush Audric for it if I'm the coach because I understand what he's trying to do. But I'm like, look, even in that situation, I understand he actually showed good situational awareness, thinking I got to get vertical and get the first down. Sure. But it's just one of those ones where I just want to see him be just a little bit more patient. And it's funny. I was watching that play just now as you were talking, and you want to talk about nobody being there. So everybody had wrapped inside, just like you said, inside the defensive end. And then the only guy that was outside was the corner, and they were in man coverage. And so the corner had turned his back to the to the line of scrimmage following the receiver so he was in chase mode on the wide receiver and so if audric happens to bounce that outside man it's 25 yards before he even gets touched and the only reason the corner knows to turn around is because of the roar of the crowd like that would be the only way that he would turn around at that point so you you want to talk about a missed opportunity and one that would have erased the fourth and one even being a question like that's it. I mean, that was that was something else right there. I'm going to pull that play up, Vince, and actually show people what I'm talking about here. So, oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah. So, just I'll I'll send this view, and then I'll show you the tight view as well. But if you look at this view right here, it'll show what Vince is talking about with the um, the bounce. So you see that that Mitchell is pulling, and you see that that guy's his his entire disposition is he's coming inside of Mitchell. That's the read that Audric needs to see. That's what he needs to say to say, hey, look, this guy's coming inside. I've got to bounce it. And if he does, then, you know, he's he's got to play. Now, it's not a simple, simple read. And if you show it from the tight, you'll see that it it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a a super clean read, Vince. Uh, but it was still the read he should have made, in my opinion. Sure. And I'll, I'll pull the tight view up here in a second uh, to show what I'm talking about. Because, again, it's it's about being fair. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to crush Audric for this because sure. I, I understand why he did what he did. Uh, but it, to me, it's just one of those things where it's just another example of if you could have just bounced that sucker and just maybe showed a little bit more patience, but then, you know, trust trust the scheme and all that type of stuff, you know, maybe something else happens here. So as you can see here, like I said, it's not a super clean read. 
But right. my whole point is, even if he bounces it and Lathan Ransom goes outside, you've got the inside completely sealed off. If you, even if you'd stretch that, then you plant vertically, you're picking up the first down, right? Yep. But yep. when you when you look at it like this, may make you think that oh, well, look, it's still outside shoulder, right? So the color still has some. If you read what Lathan Ransom was doing, he was coming in. Right on the play, he wasn't coming out like like if Lathan Ransom was working from the hash to that point, Vince, then you'd say, hey, um, he made the he made the right call, but he wasn't. He was coming downhill and he was he was playing vertical, right? And I just felt Audric should have just pressed that one more step and then he could have seen that bounce. But and Jadarian did that a couple plays later. So, but again, it was a bang bang play. I'm not crushing Audric for it. It's just one of those. Those little missed opportunities where in a game like this against a team like this, when you read that one right, it can be a it can have a big impact in the game. And then the final yep. thing is like now I want to say something too. I wrote in an article yesterday that I thought Sam Hartman went the wrong way on that handoff because his body language looked like that of a guy who was trying to hand off. And I know that they were running that other stuff earlier in the game where they were kind of faking one way and going the other. I went back and looked at it. He didn't go the wrong way. He rushed. He just rushed it because he saw that guy gotcha. crashing. But that was one where that was a new wrinkle they put in where they'd kind of fake one way and then come yep. back on the power, and then the second back would go lead block. Devin, Devin Ford blocked pretty well on that particular play, by, on that on that concept, by the way. But he sees the defensive end crashing, and I just think he rushed. He rushed it. Had he just kind of had a little bit greater sense of what the scheme was, he would have kept on that he would have rode that a little bit more and let give the handoff because they had a puller coming to kick that DN out. That DN didn't blow up the play. He got blocked out because they had a backside puller. I just think Sam saw free runner and just, you know, I don't want to say panicked because I don't, I don't think he panicked. I just think he, he just rushed it and tried to make a, you know, tried to make a play. The yeah. second mistake Sam made is when you do that, man, I, this is, this is quarterback one Oh one. When there's a miss handoff, you follow the back. You just tuck the ball, yep. follow the back, yep. and get what you follow get. and go. Don't you know? Turn your back. And, yeah. Right. Right. Because then that yeah. that guy crashing's got to get between. He's got to go through Jeremiah Love to you. Right. To get to the football. Uh, so I just I thought it was a missed opportunity in that particular moment. I also didn't love the call. And the reason I didn't love the call because, uh, you know, I'm just don't want the ball. I want the ball in my in, in my in my dude's hands. And I know that that Jeremiah and Jadarian, uh, Jadarian. I just found out today. Listen to Coach Freeman's Jadarian Price. Oh, well, there you go. To to Jadarian the last two years from calling him Jadarian, uh, but Jadarian Price. I mean, those two kids, Vince, ran the ball eleven times for seventy nine yards, over seven yards of carry. They helped get you to that moment, to where Audric only had fourteen carries, and you could have rode him. That's my thing. So the two biggest moments of the game, you don't have your best play. You don't have the ball in your best player's hands. And um, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose because they beat my own line and they they stopped Audric. That's that's how I'm going to lose, you know. And so that was something that was a little bit, uh, you know, if I'm going to look back and be that hindsight 2020 type of coach, if I was in Jared Parker's shoes, yeah, um, you know. I would have. It's tough. I mean, it is, you know, we were talking about this earlier as well. You know, you, you, 
you know, Sean was arguing for just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, obviously. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which I get. I totally understand that, you know. And my argument was, okay, you run the ball, run the ball. Let's say, let's just say you get stuffed. You still got to kick the ball, but they use that last timeout. They still get the ball back with the exact same amount of time left, but with no timeout. Clearly in a, a more advantageous position. My other argument was, if they hit that screen, Jared Parker's a friggin' genius. They don't hit that screen, it gets knocked down. Great play by Ohio State. He's, you know, they never should have hired him. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing how things can come down to just one play or one situation or whatever. Uh, because if he does hit that screen, man, it, he's running for a really, really long time. But I also understand why you give the ball to seven and you say, let's, let's, let's see where we can go at that point. I don't even – I'm kind of purposely doing that, Vince, because I keep wanting to interrupt you. And so it's, it's like good, leaving man. myself muted so you can keep talking. I just so. see you going, and I was yeah. like oh, – No, I know. It's, no, it's helping good, protect man. the conversation because I'm, like, really <laughs> fired up tonight. I get it. But um, I don't even mind throwing on that drive. I'm not one of those people that's like, just right. run the clock out because that's, that's not right. aggressive to me. Like, I want to go for the win. It's just one of those things where slip screen – Breaking down Ohio State, it's like this guy knows every he knows I'm doing a show right now. Um, uh, but when you look at that situation, Vince, slip screen is not a great play against that team, it's definitely not a great play against that end. Yeah, they had already kind of you know, Jack Sawyer had already kind of sniffed out a, a perimeter play, like. If I'm going to throw a screen there, I'm doing a tunnel, which had worked for you more. I'd have done more of a swing screen to get the ball in space because they're, they are crashing off the edge in that particular instance. Or I'd have just dropped the ball back and then Sam say, hey, Sam, if there's nobody there, take the check down, which they had done. And so right. it's not even that, that they should have just, you know, grinded it out. It's, it's um, you know, it's just that, that, I just didn't necessarily love the particular play that they that they went with and that they and I felt like having Audric on the field more yeah, right. would have opened up some different type of things running running throwing wise like you know like if they would have come if they would have come back and and rode Audric and then thrown like an RPO pass and then it gets batted down I said you know what I like the aggressiveness there I, right I'm just not in the whole well just run them run them run them run them run them I I I I would have been fine with that once you got the second first down, like where I would have had a problem is if they came out at their own 11 and just ran, ran, ran your punt from your own end zone. Nope, that's not where. So I love the first play call. They went empty yeah, on the first yeah. play. It's like, that's that was, ballsy. That was, just gonna, like, that was the word I was just going to use. There was, nothing, there was nothing timid or scared about what Jared Parker did in that last try. Nothing, nothing. It yep. was just not the particularly right calls on, on the third play. Loved right. the first play call. It went. They ran verts on the first play events. They went verts on the first mm-hmm. play, basically. Yeah. And and then you come out and next play and Audric runs and you, you if you go back and watch the second half of that game, Notre Dame was really, really starting to lean on Ohio State in the second half. I mean, with with Jeremiah Love and with those guys, like they were really starting to lean on him. And I just want to get downhill. Nothing cute, nothing fancy, nothing of this reverse stuff, which had worked early in the game when it was Ohio State wasn't. Because you got to think about this. Ohio State's in a, we got to make a stop mode. Right. 
And so I'm okay with a, hey, yeah, we could run the ball four times here, three times here, and punt with maybe a minute left. But we're trying to win this game because I don't want their offense to get the ball back with a where they score either wins it or ties it. What I want to do is I want to win the game. Mm-hmm. And so use that yep. aggressiveness against them. I just didn't like that particular call. Two sets of calls, the first down call or the second down call. I'm going with Audric on first down. I'm coming right back on that very next play and running Audric. And it was just one of those things where one of the complaints I've had about Coach Parker, I think has done some awesome things, is there's just their their philosophy is too much of a changing from play to play to play to play to play their personnel. And that's just one of those times where it's like, bro, ride the horse. Yeah. You know, ride them because he's he's leaning on these cats in the second half. And 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 you've really done a nice job of 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 getting that kind of push against Ohio State in the second half. And I just yeah. wish they would have stuck with it a little bit. And then the calls they could have made, I just would have done something sure. a little bit different. Yeah. I, go ahead, yeah. Vince. I was just going to say the the run the run that they finally did call with the two back and all of that it was just it was just too slow developing for the situation in my opinion I agree with Ryan we talked about it in the post game show it's just too slow developing for that situation now they had success with that exact same play that exact same formation yeah. earlier on in the game but it's a different it's a different defense a different mentality right. from Ohio State at that moment and I I get it like they were getting some chunk yards. Out of yeah. out of those out out of that personnel and out of those plays, chunk yards, man, and they were doing right. a really good job. And I like, I honestly like that personnel grouping and how they were going about it and using the speed guys and all of that. I like yeah, it. It's great. Just to get not there. in, yeah. just not in that situation because of what was going on. I mean, that's where you're, you know you hammer Audric at that yeah. point. I agree with everything that everybody's saying. But just for a little bit more of a sophisticated yeah. reason, I guess you know what I mean. It's Notre, just... yeah, and Notre Dame in that in that moment, Vince, they had run for 123 yards in the in the in the half. Yeah, and if you really look at that up until that play, they went minus five on that play, and then plus three on the third and fifteen. So you take two carries off and add two yards because they went. I'm sorry, two carries for minus two is what they went on those last two plays without Aldrich. So they had basically had 125 yards on 24 carries prior to that moment in the second half. And it's just one of those things where it's like, ride your dude, right? Yep. Or if you're going to run that, like, just do something a little bit more direct. Like Jeremiah yes. Love was not necessarily a bad call there. Right. It's just Agreed. maybe maybe it would have been buck sweep might have been where you can maybe get outside of that hard right. crash or something like right. that. Uh, so, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's looking back, it's hindsight 2020, but that's what you do as a coach. When you have a game is you look back and say, if I'm in that situation again, what am I going to, if they're in that situation this week against Duke, you want to know that they looked back and said, what should we have done? What Mm -hmm. could we have done differently? And that's what good coaches do. I would hope that they're doing that. I would hope that coach Parker has spent a lot of time saying in the next time we're in that situation, Maybe this is something we could think about. Maybe this is something right. we could go to in that particular instance. And I and I think that would have worked uh, pretty well. And it's just, again, it was just one of those moments where, Vince, it's like you needed to make a play. Right. And you didn't make it for whatever reason. 
but I also think it masked what I, what I thought was overall overall uh, otherwise a very good a very good series. And here's one thing that's been said that's frustrated me a little bit is the whole and no one's complained about uh, Notre Dame. No one's complained about you know Jared Parker in the first four games, right? And we we said we're going to learn a lot about Jared Parker in this game. And, and we learned some things that were very good, some things that you hope that next time he does differently. But what I don't like is the whole, well, if they had Andy Ludwig thing, because Vince, you know, I'm oh, a yeah. very pro Andy Ludwig, Andy Ludwig guy. But have you guys watched Utah's offense this I, year? I, was just, I, I took the words right out of my mouth, Brian, because I, I somebody was saying the quarterback and all that, but like they just went for 14 points and like 219 yards and right. 3.4 yards per play against UCLA. I think they're averaging a little over 20 points a game. Right. Again, I backup mean, quarterback. Sure. But I, Notre I Dame it. averaged over 30 points a game last year with their backup quarterback. Right. Named Drew Pine. Right. You know, so um, be, let's critique the job he did. See how he would adjust because we're going to learn if he is the guy or if people, because like I'm not even saying people that think that he's not the guy are wrong. I'm, I'm saying we've seen a lot of good evidence. Saturday was some good, some I want to see better. There's also a lot of good things they did in that game. And I thought the second half play calling from Notre Dame was excellent up until that moment. It really right. was, Vince, because if you look at what Notre Dame did to Ohio State in that second half, I mean, yep. you know, first drive of the game, first drive of the half, they get down into Ohio State territory, and you know, the I didn't. The, what was the? It was the fourth down. So it's like, dude, I love the drive until you get to fourth down, and that's when right. they started kind of leaning on them. Second drive of the fourth half, four of the second half goes for a touchdown. Third drive of the second half goes for a 96-yard touchdown. Right. And then your next drive uh, is the one you lost it on. So, right. you know, my whole point is there was a lot of good. Like, people, I want to see good second-half adjustments. They did that. They yes, mixed they up the run game even better in the second half. Uh, they did some different things in the pass game. Hey, they're jumping our tunnel hard. They're When, they, when we show action right, they're flying hard right. So you know what they did? They pumped tunnel, and Sam comes backside. He's got two guys running backside routes. So let me actually – I got the concept of what they ran on that play drawn up, Vince, and I want to pull that up because I really, I really liked the concept. Give me just one second to find this here real quick. Um, uh, did I not write it down? Well, whippersnappers. I want to find that play, Vince, because I loved, I loved the concept that they did there where they, they faked the, the play where they got um, – where they got uh, the ball to Jaden to uh, Jaden Greathouse, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, I need to find that particular play. It was on that last. It was on that last. It was the last touchdown drive, correct? When they ran it, was that in the fourth quarter? So the last touchdown drive. Did it start in the fourth quarter? I believe. Yeah, it started in the. No. It was the. Yeah, it's the they, very they beginning to, of the fourth quarter. They went to Jaden on on the first two plays, both. Yeah, they ran him on a jet sweep. Yep. So and then they second play. Him. So well, Notre Dame, I got it pulled up now. Notre Dame runs up. They go. They go um, doubles. And again, what what did I say? I like the stuff where they spread Ohio State out in the pass game. This is an example. So they've got the ball to the field, and they've got a two by two alignment. 
and they ran the running back to the left. Now, if you've scouted Notre Dame up this year, Vince, when they when they release the back on a swing to a to turn it into a a, a three uh, guy side, and they have the tunnel coming backside, they've run that a lot this year. Tunnel one side, swing screen the other side. And so what Notre Dame did is they showed that exact look, tunnel right, swing left. It's by the way, Vince, it's play forty nine. I'm, I'm just okay. I'm, I found it just so, now. They pump the they pump the swing, and then yep. Sam immediately comes backside, and he's got a post stop I by mean, Tobias and a seam by Jaden Greathouse, and it's yep. wide open. Yep, and it goes for twenty eight yards. Like that's a great adjustment. That's a great. Hey, they're flying here to the tunnel because we've had a lot of success this year running tunnel screens, and we've run a lot of tunnel screens. We've run this swing. And we, you and I have talked about this. They're setting something up with this tunnel stuff. We talked about they, this after the NC State game. They came, and they came hard back on that to this tunnel, man. Holy cow. yes! And that's a great play call. Yeah. And and so I think what what can happen is is that you lose a lot of that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about those play calls. What matters is did you get it right on the fourth and one? Right. Did you get it right on the, you know, the 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 final drive? And that's where Coach Parker is going to have to prove something. Sure. Is in that moment, you're going to need to 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 put your guys in a little better position to, to put that sucker away. And what I think he did, Vince, is I think he stuck with what had got him there from the standpoint of the overall flow of the game. But my big picture is what got you there is Audric and the run game. And in that moment, it's like, Hey, let's just line up and go do this. Right. Let's go do right. this. Yep. You just um, take their soul. I mean, that's, and that's the identity that Marcus Freeman yep. wants for this team. He does. It, I mean, you get you get him in a dark room sometime, and you're like, "What do you, what is your ideal identity of this team?" It's yeah. we can run the ball with four minutes to go and just take your soul and win the game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's the right. identity he wants. Right. Go go take that it. Was a go get it. The other thing about that play is it was smart that they had Jeremiah Love being that guy because Jeremiah Love's the guy that defenses are starting to worry about, yep. and and he was the guy that went in that motion on that play. And you looked at Ohio State. Yes, they flowed hard to the tunnel, but their linebackers were staring right at number 12 on that swing yep. screen, and they had no concept of Jaden Greathouse running behind them. So there just was a lot of stuff like that, Vince, that I really liked in this game that you did see that I thought they did well. It just, end of the day, they just weren't able to do it in those those final big, couple big moments that where the game was really on the line. And, right. and um, they're just going to have to fix that. And then, look, there's changes being made, right? I mean, Notre Dame's changed holders. Yeah. Something's got to give, right? So let's try another holder. And if the other holder doesn't work and Spencer Schrader doesn't start kicking better with the new holder, then and, it's time to make a move at kicker, right? right. I mean, so so yep. they're, they're willing to make some of those moves. Now they just got to they just got to go get them done. So that's the yep. offensive one, Vince. Do you yep. want to dive yep, into sure the defense so, here? Hey, stick around here. Stick around because we are going to jump into the defense. But before we do, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell, all those fun things, reviews, you know, all of that. <laughs> And, uh, you know, share with your family and friends. That's what we want. We want we want to get get it out there. Get IB out there. All right.
Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.